was just going to bring this. Um, it's been coming over. Please sit down when you're ready. It's been coming over and over just while I've been in that chair and I've had a word that's been coming and coming and coming. And in our church at home, I would just come forward and just bring it. But I thought, I just felt today, Lord, if it's important enough for now that Pastor Pete will invite it. And so I'm going to bring that as it comes. I know the beginning of it and the rest of it will roll by faith. But it started with you, Jane. Lord was saying that you have come back to get something. He said, you don't realise the extent of what you've come back here to get. But he is going to give it to you. And he said, he's going to restore to you tenfold. Now, I queried that up there because I thought that's a lot. I thought, are you sure it's not just twofold, Lord? He said, tenfold. He's going to restore to you something that has been lost. Because of your faithfulness, that's what you've come back to get in one way or another He said, don't leave town without it. He said, Jenny, for what you have given and given and given, you too are going to be given tenfold. Tenfold. And then to another degree, he said, there are people across this place today, there is something that you have lost. And I thought, well, there's, there's lots of things that can be lost. Lord, could, Lord, can you be more specific? And he said, there's a lot of areas people have lost something. I don't know whether you've lost some keys or whatever. But some of you have lost a deep relationship and it was taken from you. It should never have been touched. Some of you have lost a deep relationship with the Lord. It was taken from you. It should never have been touched. And like Pastor Pete said, 23, to be set free. God is saying He wants you to be set free of that sense of being lost. He's saying He is the restorer. If you have lost a relationship in Him or any other relationship, it starts with Him. He said, don't listen to the enemy saying you'll never have that back. The Lord is saying, if you want a deep relationship with him, today is the day, now is the time to say, God, I want that and I want it from the very start of this year. And raise your hand by faith because I'm going to ask God right now to pour down his spirit on you so that you're not going to be worried about that thing. You're going to be so filled with a knowing from him that he's going to restore to you over and over and over that thing that was taken from you. And by faith, right from the beginning of this year, it's to be restored to you over and over and over in Jesus' name. And let the peace of God fall right across every person and every family. I'm going to go for the lot. And your families in Jesus' name. Amen. I just... uh... I was sitting there before, I thought he'd ask me up front to say something, what would I say? And the Lord just says to me little things like, always be prepared to give a reason for the hope that you have. So don't say, I've got nothing. I've never got nothing, because I've got Him. Glory to God. There's always something on the inside of us waiting to come out. When you said before about praying, when you were know, just in the start of the service, you are saying about prayer and praying and all that sort of stuff. It just reminded me, we came here in 94 on a prayer mission in 1994. And um, that's all we knew. Lord sent us, we were on the, on the East Coast. The Lord said, go to Broome. So we came to Broome. We spent a week here fasting and praying. So we ate nothing and walked the, walked the perimeter every day around town, seven times around town for seven days, seven times on the seventh day. So it was a four-hour prayer walk every day. We came here and prayed. And at the end of that time, Lord said to us, I've got a, I've got a job, do you want it? And we, so we came back and we had 10 years here. And um, in my 10 years, I prayed. I got a garden. I started off with a gardening business in this uh, 96, 99 in that area. I had a gardening business, which Cal bought off me here. And um, Cal was in the church. And so um, 
And one of my heart's desires, because I know that prayer changes things. The prayers of a righteous person are powerful and availeth much or effective, whichever version you want. So I just know prayer changes things. And so I really, my heart's desire when we came here, we came with three young kids and all that stuff, was to pray, to pray around town. So, and I just had in my, in my heart that I wanted to pray for four hours a day. So I've got, I got a lawn mowing business. And so guess what? You don't have to think a whole lot when you push your lawnmower. And so I was able to pray. So every place I just said, God, where do I go? You send me to places. And so people would ring up, invite me onto their property, and I would go and pray. Pushing the old lawnmower around the place. And you know, we've even this morning we're just walking around and looking. You know, the town, I don't want to say bad things about back then it was grubby. Like CVU Apartments, in front of CVU Apartments was a garbage tip. Literally, the grass was this high. We came in November, and the grass was this high. When we came back, it started to go. It was February, and they March. I'm mowing the lawns this high. And I got the contract for CV Apartments, amongst a whole lot of other stuff. And I'm pushing the mower through that, and they said to me, "Oh, that's not part of the contract." I said, "Is for me?" Because you know why? Because when I've been praying around the town, I just noticed this big, tall grass that everyone used to throw their rubbish in. I'm going like, "Man, why would why would you why would you leave a place like that?" And so as soon as I got the contract, the Lord said. Now it's your job. So it's my job to clean it up. And so we come now and we celebrate because we look at all the beautiful gardens in town. It wasn't like that. No one mowed their verge back in the 90s. The place was looked like a garbage tip. You drive around, it looked like a junk tip everywhere. We drive around now and we celebrate every time answered prayer. Now I know it's a very natural thing about gardens and all that sort of stuff, but I just want to take you to a Bible verse I had in my heart then. It's like, in, and I'm reading from the Amplified, it's John 15. He says, You have not chosen me. But I have chosen, this is God, this is Jesus speaking to us. I have chosen you and I have appointed you, I've appointed you and placed and purposefully planted you so you would go and bear fruit and keep on bearing and that your fruit will remain and be lasting. So whatever you ask for, ask the Father for in my name as my representative, he may give to you. That's the Amplified. And it's just like, I read that and I'm going, man, God is amazing. And so I'm looking. So we've been in the Kimberley since then. We've been, we're over in Kundurra now, but um, we had 10 years here. And, um, and I'm reading this book at the moment because I'm looking at our circumstances, our society, our challenges, our struggles, all the things that are going around on us. And we've got eyes to see. It's not like we've become preachers and you don't see anything that happens in the world. You get, it just We're in the world and we're out there meeting people and circumstances and problems and challenges. And you go like, man, is, the, you know, is God big enough for this? But I know, I'm, I'm just reading at the moment that new book out, The Great Southland Revival. Have you seen that one? Warwick Marsh's book. Warwick Marsh and um, yeah, yeah. So it's like there's this new book that's out. It's a great Southland revival, and it goes through revivals. Talks about towns where a guy was sent. Um, John Edwards, I think it was, went into a town, and there were 19 people in his church in a city, in a big city. And he was given this church, and so as a young guy, he goes in like, righto, let's pray. And he started praying. You know what happened? A few years later, when he left that city and moved on to the next place, God sent him. There were 19 people in the city not saved transformation because we want revival we pray for I had a young guy in Kanari years ago said to me you know pastor do you pray for revival I said I pray for revival all the time he said don't it doesn't work he said I've been part of revivals all through the Kimberley if any of you know the history of the Kimberley we've had some fantastic revivals up here so amazing we've, we've been to a revival meeting so we just blow you away the miracles signs and wonders God God was doing the place and this young guy said to me pastor don't pray for revival I said why is that he said it doesn't work 
said, all those people sitting down the park and on the booths and all that, he said, they've, all been, they've seen signs, wonders and miracles. They've given their heart to the Lord and all that. It doesn't work. And so I talked to a friend over on the East Coast who's a pastor and he said, he said, he said to me, do you pray for revival? I said, I do. And he said, don't just pray for revival. Pray for community transformation. Pray for revival. Absolutely, we need that revival spirit of God moving amongst us. But pray for transformation because when that spirit of transformation comes, God moves amongst us, does incredible, powerful things. But they don't, you know, if you read the history of revivals, every revival just disappeared, evaporated. Unless it was followed by a transformation. People getting in there who had God ideas were able to bring the Spirit of God and bring transformation into our community. So pray, pray without ceasing and everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Amen. Thanks, Bruce. Praise the Lord.